Hey there. Is today your first time here? Or maybe your first time in a while? If so, maybe you're wondering exactly who we are and what this church is all about. Well, we'd like you to know that we're a group of ordinary people who are on an amazing journey together following Christ. Our guide is the Bible because it's the divinely inspired Word of God and it will never take us in the wrong direction. Along the way, we hope you'll see that we are welcoming and spiritually passionate and that getting to know you is a big deal to us. We know that the road is rough sometimes, but we'll work really hard to bring you practical and relevant messages to equip and encourage you through life's ups and downs. We want you to know that we care about this community and we believe that it's our job to make it a better place. So no matter who you are or where you've been, we're glad you're here with us today. And we hope that you'll join us on our journey, following Christ and living out His plan for us. So welcome to church and happy Easter. Good morning, church. Please rise. We wish you all a happy Easter, both here in, in the building and online. I want to open with the ancient greeting that the Christians used with one another on Easter. And that is... Hallelujah, Christ is risen. Years I spent in vanity and pride Caring not my Lord was crucified Knowing not it was for me he died at Calvary By God's word at last my sin I learned Then I trembled at the law I'd spurned Till my guilty soul imploring turned to Calvary There your mercy and your grace runs free There your pardon multiplied to me there my burdens so found liberty at Calvary. Now I've given Jesus everything. Now I gladly know Him as my King. Now my raptured soul can only sing of Calvary. was free there your pardon multiplied to me there my birth so found liberty at Calvary well there your mercy and your grace was free there your pardon multiplied to me there my birds of valley at Calvary. Oh Calvary. Oh the love that drew salvation's plan. Oh the grace that brought it down to man. Oh, the mighty gulf that God did span at Calvary. Yeah, 
my burden so found liberty at Calvary. I went early in the morning when it was still dark. I went out to the tomb and I saw that the stone was rolled away and my Lord's body was gone. <laughs> it was gone. I ran to the other disciple and Simon Peter and I told them what had happened. I just said, he's, he's gone. And so I took them back to the tomb and first the other disciple went in and he just stood there and all he saw was linens. And then Simon Peter went in and just, that's all that was there, nothing else. I just sat outside the tomb and wept. And then there's just two angels sitting there where he was laying or where he once laid. And they just asked me why I was crying. My Lord was taken, he's gone. He's no longer here. And then again, who I thought was the gardener, he asked me, woman, why are you crying? Who are you looking for? I said, just take me to his body and I will take care of him. Then he said my name, Mary. And I turned and looked and I was like, teacher? <laughs> it was Jesus, he had come back. I tried to hang on to him and he said, don't hang on to me, for I have not yet ascended to my father. And then he told me, go to the other disciples and tell them that I am here. And so I ran to the disciples and I said, he is here, my Lord is back, our Lord is here.
from liar's first cry to final breath, Jesus commands my destiny. do it again. This ancient Easter greeting has been spoken generation after generation after generation. It's being spoken throughout the world this morning because it is the event that has changed the course of human history. So when we say these words, would you say it with as much gusto and joy that you can muster up? Because this is a truth unlike anything that the world can give you. It is life-changing. So, let's have that up there. Hallelujah, Christ is risen. risen. And that resurrected Lord is here, and that's why we celebrate week after week after week. And again, if you're a guest here today, we're glad that you are with us in worship um, as well as with everyone else. I'd uh, love to get to know you somehow, and we do it digitally. That's one way to do it. So you can text 1C guest to 94,000. You could stop at Next Steps in the family gathering area. That is another way where we can get to know you and uh, give you a gift as well. Also, we'll have some prayer time a little later in the service. And if you have a prayer request, you could text those prayer requests to 402-242-5051. Also, we're going to be having communion. It is the celebration of the Lord's Supper. It is a gift that God has given to his people. And um, here at 1C, we believe, yes, it's bread and wine or juice, but we also believe wholeheartedly that it is the body and blood of Jesus for the forgiveness of sins. 
So if this is your belief and your faith, uh, we invite you and encourage you to join us. And if you did not receive the elements when you came in, you can go maybe um, in just a moment. We, we have a kid's message coming up. You can probably go th- and, and get those elements at that time so you can join us in this celebration. I'm trying to think. I think that's it. Greg, you're up. Well, happy Easter, boys and girls. Today we are talking about love and specifically God's love and how it never fails. And we know that John 3.16 says that God so loved the world that he sent his one and only son, that whoever would believe in him would not perish but have everlasting life. And so we have the world, and I also have a piece of paper up here that represents God's love. And so let's see if we can cut a hole big enough where it can surround the world. I think we can do it. What do you think? All right, let's cut a hole here and see if God's love is big enough to surround the whole world. All right, here we go. Yep, it works. God's love surrounds the world. And you know who's in the world? You are in the world. You're in the world. I'm in the world. So God's love must be big enough to surround me too. So There we go. Uh, Wait a minute. That didn't work, did it? You know what? Sometimes it's easier to believe that God loves the world and is big enough... His love is big enough to surround the world. But when we think about ourselves, sometimes we think about the sin in our lives, the mistakes that we make, the good things that we don't do that we wish we could do. And sometimes it's hard to believe that God's love is big enough to surround us too. But you know what? That's not a big enough picture of God's love. And it's not a big enough picture of the world. So here's a bigger picture of the world. Because when the Bible says God so loved the world, We know that means anyone who has ever lived since the creation of the world all the way to today and even, 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 even everyone who will ever be born in the future. That's a big world. That's a lot of people. But you know what? God's love is big and God's love never fails. So let's take another piece of paper, same size piece of paper that represents God's love and see If God's love is big enough to surround this big world. All right. We know that God's love never fails. God's love is huge. God's love is powerful. And God loves us so, so much. And you know what? God can do even more than we could ever think or imagine. So let's see. And you know what? On the count of three, I want you to yell really loud that God's love never fails. Can you do that, boys and girls? And we're going to see if God's love is big enough and powerful enough to surround this world. All right? On the count of three. One, two, three. God's love never fails. And you're right. God's love never fails. It's big enough to surround this whole world It's even big enough to surround you, to surround me, and not fail. Because God's love never fails. All right? And you know what? 
Jesus died on the cross and he rose from a grave alive for you because he loves you so much. And God's love never fails. And that's what Easter is all about. Because on Good Friday, people thought Jesus had failed. They thought he died on the cross. That's it. He failed. But that wasn't the end of the story. Because three days later, on that first Easter Sunday, Jesus rose from the grave alive. And he did that for you, boys and girls. He defeated sin. He defeated death. He defeated the devil because he loves you so much. And Jesus is alive, and he gives us life with him forever. Will you pray with me? We'll fold our hands, bow our heads, and you can repeat after me. Dear Jesus, thank you for loving us so much, for dying on the cross for us, and for rising from the grave. You are alive, Jesus. And we want to live with you. Amen. All right, boys and girls, one more time, nice and loud, all right? On the count of the three, God's love never fails. One, two, three. God's love never fails. Great job.
Take away the sins of man And fulfill his promise spoken long ago The spirit he placed in the Father's hands And darkness fell across the land He cried out, it is finished for Holy Communion, let's take time and confess our sins and then be reminded of the goodness of God that is found in Christ alone. Heavenly Father, we come to you this morning and we, we loved, we love to sing the Alleluias. But it is rather sobering, humbling to think about the magnitude of our sin how we fall short of what you want from us, your children. How we go our own way, we do our own things, and, and truthfully, we are filthy, dirty because of sin. And we also would be lost forever. But thank you for your goodness. That would have none of that. Thank you for sending your son. Thank you for his obedience to go even to the cross and to a, a tomb to make payment for sin. But we especially thank you for the resurrection. We thank you that on that third day he rose again and has shown the entire world and even the devil himself that death could not hold him and that he is victorious for all of us. Thank you for that grace and mercy and love that is found in your Son. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
mercy never fails me And all my days I've been held in your hands From the moment that I wake up Until I lay my head And I will see all the goodness of God And all my life you have been faithful And all my life you have been so, so
We are now ready to experience the goodness of God in this meal of the Lord's Supper. So if you would, take the elements out at this time. And as I do every week, I share with you from the scriptures where we find this gift um, identified and explained. And then after we do that, then I will invite you to take the elements one at a time. Our Lord Jesus Christ, on the night when he was betrayed, took bread, and after he'd given thanks, he broke it and gave it to his disciples and said, Take and eat. This is my body which is given for you, this do in remembrance of me. And in the same way also he took the cup after supper, and after he'd given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink of it, all of you. This cup is the New Testament of my blood, which is given and shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. And the peace of the Lord be with you always. Amen. So if you would take the bread and take and eat. This is the body of Christ given for you. Then if you would take the wine or the juice and take and drink. This is the blood of Jesus shed for you. And now may this true body and blood of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ strengthen and preserve you steadfast in the one true faith to life everlasting. Depart in peace. Amen. Let's go to God in prayer this morning. Father, we just thank you that your son came and died and rose again on Easter to make a way for us to come before you with all of our prayers and gifts. Father, we have a prayer for our family that they may be able to forgive each other and that Jesus will reign in all their hearts, that Jesus can shine through them. Prayers for my son and the Harris family as they grieve the death of a husband, a father, and a grandfather. May they rest in the assurance of meeting him in heaven. Prayers for 18-month-old Bo. He's battling brain and spine cancer. Prayers at the doctors at St. Jude that they may find the perfect treatment for him. And prayers for his family to have strength as they travel this journey with him. And prayers for my son who is having issues with kidney stones. Please help alleviate the pain. Prayer for a daughter in rehab that may, she may keep working the steps to become strong enough to deal with the temptations and the triggers. Lord, we just thank you for all these prayers, spoken and unspoken, for you know what's on our hearts, and that you hear us even without us speaking a weird, a word of it. We just thank you for that. Join me as we say the Lord's Prayer that he taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Okay, I want to do it again. I think you probably know it by now, but we're going to do that, just that exclamation, proclamation of what happened of uh, about 2,000 years ago for you and me. Alleluia, Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Alleluia. Let that just ring in your head, your heart, your lives, not just 
in church today on Easter, but every day with every breath you take. Because I'm going to tell you, it means the world. It means life. It means hope. And I'll just tell you, some of you know that when I was a youngster, and even now I'll just say, I can be naughty, I could be sinful, I could, I could do things that I shouldn't do, and I did it quite often. So I would like to bring you back to a moment in time, I don't know if this really exactly happened, but it really does fit Jim Thielen. So I want to bring out the, the first actor who's going to portray, lights over here please, um, who's going to portray Jim Thielen at the age of nine. Reuben, come on out here. Stand right there if you would. Jim Thielen, age nine. So just be thinking. So my dad was a, we'll just say a tinkerer. He, he just knew enough about lots of different things to be dangerous. And he would do all sorts of different things like build uh, rec rooms, um, he would work outside on different things and, and maybe even change oil in a car. And there would be times when he would look at me specifically and say something like this. I change the oil. Don't you touch it. What do you think I heard? Yeah. Touch it. So let's pretend with me. I mean, I was such an innocent child, I would have never done this. Yeah, right. Uh, one day, I walked over by the oil that was just taken out of a car, and it's dirty, filthy, and looks great. I actually heard my, it call my name. Jim, touch me. Time to touch it, Reuben. Oh, look at that. And it felt so good between my fingers that I thought if this felt good, <laughs> I know, this is it, folks. Yeah, you put, I thought if I put my hands in there and even my arms in there, oh my goodness, that felt so good. Then I realized, uh-oh, what if dad sees me? So I thought, okay, I'll take matters into my own hands, and I'm going to clean it off on my shirt. But then I realized, it's not good enough. I can't get this off me. I'm in trouble. So I made my way into the house. I snuck my way into the house, and I went into the bathroom. I closed the door. Just picture, if you would, tile and porcelain all over, white, before the moment. And so you turn on the water and start trying to get it all off, and it's just not getting off, and I know I'm going to be in trouble because when Dad finds out I did what I shouldn't have done, I'm going to be in trouble. But I, I, but I, had, I couldn't do anything with it, so I did what any nine-year-old who's in trouble really needed to do but didn't want to do. Dad, Dad, I, I need you. Okay, Dad. So I heard Dad's footsteps in the living room, and I heard Dad's footsteps in the hallway, and then I heard the handle jiggle to the bathroom. 
I'm like, oh, no. Dad comes in, and he sees my dilemma. And while I deserved to be yelled at, punished, but do you know what he did? Rather, he took me to the kitchen, he reached in underneath the sink, and he pulled out this uh, towel and this orange, gritty soap. You know what that's like, right? And he asked me to put my hands out, and he started putting it on. Yep, start rubbing it. To try to get this yucky stuff off. And Dad patiently and lovingly helped me clean up my, my, my mess. And during the whole time, I could just feel my father's love. No doubt, he loved me so much. Yeah, you clean up quite well. All right, Mom? Okay, now I want you to look at this for a moment, and I want you to let this sink in. This is a picture of all of us. Reuben, Jim Thielen, right, represents all of us. Dirty, filthy, and no matter how hard we try, we're never going to get rid of this thing called sin. And we would have it forever, and we would be lost forever. Unless our Heavenly Father did something about it. And that's what Easter is about. Our Heavenly Father doing something about this for you and for me. So, let's give our two actors a round of applause. Thank you very much. And they get to do this one more time. Isn't that great? I was thinking this morning, I was going to be doing the cleaning up. And I was like, I don't want to get my hands all dirty. So I asked Greg. And he, <laughs> more than willing. And I didn't even pull the pastor card on him. I, you know, he just was so willing to do it. All right. I'd like to take you on a journey. This is the seriousness of God and his love for you and me. And I really think it's capsulized in really Holy Week itself. I mean, it's all. Before the creation of the world, God knew you and me would be dirty with sin. He knew that, so he already started putting into motion uh, his love and his rescue. But I just want to bring you to Holy Week because I think about Holy Week as a roller coaster of emotions. How many of you like roller coasters? Oh, I heard about people like you. <laughs> I'll never forget my wife, Kristen. The first time we're at an amusement park, and it's time to go on to a roller coaster, I offered to hold the purses. And she was thinking, I thought this macho guy, nope, not when it comes to roller coasters, I'll sit on the, the best ride ever is called the park bench. You just kind of sit there and you hold on both sides, and if I get bold and brazen, it's on a little incline. I'm a, I'm a real man, okay. I'm gonna capture this moment, this movement, this activity, this love of God that really just, you, can, you could see it in Holy Week. And it's a very emotional week, but I'm going to use it with emojis because I think we live in a world of emojis. You know what an emoji is? It's some little picture thing that tries to capture an emotion. So I'm just going to walk you through. Here's the first one. 
This is Palm Sunday. It was just a week ago when we got together. We heard the hosannas. We, we really saw people excited as they, as they saw Jesus coming in on a donkey, and they put their palm branches down. They put their cloaks down, and they were saying, save us, save us, and they were just rejoicing. It was a glorious moment. Then we get this moment in the upper room. And I'm going to say it was a very intimate moment. Lots of love going on. Especially when you picture Jesus taking time and bending over and and washing the feet of those disciples. The dirty, yucky feet. But he loved them that much. And then he gave them a meal that was going to be for all time. Ultimately, we're going to have the, the best banquet feast in heaven. But until then, he gives us this little meal to strengthen us in this journey. So, again, if you ever want to know more about it, I'd love to tell you about the Lord's Supper. But it's just a very intimate moment. And then we get to the Garden of Gethsemane. You know, the meal's done. They, Jesus goes out with just a couple disciples, and he's praying. He's pleading with his heavenly Father. The disciples were falling asleep. But do you remember one of his prayers? Lord, take this cup from me. And he says, not my will, but your will be done. And it said that he was actually sweating drops of blood. I mean, that's the intensity of what was going on in that moment. Um, pretty powerful. And then we find the, the, the moment changing, the emotion changing, the activity changing, when one of Jesus' friends, one of the disciples, Judas, comes up to Jesus and kisses him on the cheek. And just think about all the emotions that kind of go in in that moment. We get a little bit later, and we find Peter. Remember, he's going to be the leader of the church when Jesus leaves. And what does he do? He denies Jesus three times. So perplexed, wondering. I mean, if Peter's going to do this, what's our chance of making it through this? Pretty incredible. Then the emoji of being speechless. I'm not sure. If I was, I was there watching the crucifixion of Jesus and seeing his agony and watching all that he was going through, I don't know if there was a, could be a word that would unpack this at all. I just... I don't know if you've ever been by a gravesite and the different emotions that run through. Um, like with my parents, I posted this this morning. Um, I'm celebrating Easter with my parents today. They're up in heaven, I'm down here on earth, but we're connected because of Jesus, and we're both celebrating Jesus together. I love that image. But I'll, rem- I'll never forget being by the gravesite with tears, saying goodbye to people that just made a difference in my life. So I, you know, I just wonder what that would have been like to watch that body be placed into a tomb and a stone rolled in front of it and just that whole emotional thing. But then the last one. A smile ear to ear because of the joy we have in the resurrection of Jesus and what it means for eternity. Not just on Easter Sunday, April 4th, 2021. 
I hope it's a bigger picture for you than that. It is life-changing, life-altering. It gives life and joy and hope, unlike anything that this world can give. So let's just take take a look at that. Excitement, intimate moments, grief and sorrow, anger, perplexed, speechless, sadness, joy and exciting. Um, And I'll just say, this this is the journey, isn't it? I don't know if you've had some of these moments as you've lived on this earth so far, but in my 59 years, this captures a lot of it. And there's more. There's many more emojis out there. And God understands that. He understands what's going through your mind right now, right here. He knows what you've dealt with already in the past. He also knows what's going to be in the future. And what he does is he steps into your world and my world. And he gives us a joy and comfort that we can have no matter what. And that's why this theme that we have up on the walls, you could see it, love never fails. It's the concluding comment in 1 Corinthians 13 after this big long list of what love is and what love isn't. And then finally, Paul, I think he... If he could, he'd put many exclamations at the end of it. Love never fails. The kind of love that God gives will never fail. The kind of live, uh, love that I give or you give will sometimes fail. We have those moments. It happens. People right next to you might have hurt you someday. If they haven't in the past, they will probably in the future. But God's love never fails. So let me ask this. Why is the resurrection such a source of joy and comfort to people of all ages? Because it is conclusive evidence of some very important things. First one, that the Christ, okay, the Messiah, the anointed one, the one chosen before time is the Son of God and that his teachings are true. What he said he did. He said he would suffer and die and rise again, and he did. So we hold on to that. That's true. That God the Father has accepted the sacrifice of his son for the sins of the world. You see, something had to be done with our sins. And just like Reuben, he couldn't do anything about it. It was still filthy when he tried to do it. So God needed to step in and needed to do something, and he did it through the sacrifice of his son. And all of sin for all of time has been, was taken to the cross. It was paid for. And then it becomes personal, like that forgiveness becomes ours when we put our faith and trust in him. So if you haven't done that yet, I want to encourage you. And if you don't know what that means, that's okay. I didn't get it either. But if you ever want to talk about it, I would love to talk to you about how the forgiveness of Jesus, the sacrifice of what he did, has changed my life forever. Love to talk to you about it. That all believers will rise to life eternal. You can count on that. You can bank on that. You can wait for that, because that, that, that's coming whenever that is. And we know that to be certain and true. And that's what this resurrection is all about. It's God's ultimate stamp that says, you know what, I did it all for you, for me, for eternity. 
And that's why we have this assurance. God's love never fails. So, trust in that. Hold that tightly. When other things of this world kind of crumble and fall and fail, hold on to the love of God in Christ Jesus that will never, ever fail. It's something that you can hold on to no matter how rocky your life is now, whether it's your, maybe your, your, your health, maybe your marriage, maybe your financial circumstance. When other things may fail you, God will not. Hold on to that. Live in that. Alleluia. Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Alleluia. I want to invite you to stand and we're going to profess our faith in God, the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, as we use the words of the Apostles' Creed. So together. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Now we've already received a blessing today, right? This resurrection. It's been with us. But I'm going to share with you another one. This is one that goes way back. It's when God was going to bless his people as they were getting ready to journey. And we all are in a journey, aren't we? So I want you to hang on to these words, hold on to them tightly, because it's God's blessing for you and for me for all time. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. And the Lord look upon you with favor and give you peace now and forever. Amen. I'm
there's a place where sin and shame are powerless. Where my heart has peace with God. Happy Easter, everybody. Go in peace and serve the Lord.